With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. and welcome to Gap to Gap Radio. This is where Ron Ray of Future Stars of Sports and myself, we talk all things softball and basically, or not basically, specifically, of course, these days we're talking about COVID and how that's affecting everything and getting back on the field. So um, this is a weekly show at noon each um, uh, each Thursday, Eastern Time. We got a little bit of a technical problem again this week, but it uh, looks like everything is working fine so if you are listening live, if you get uh, join us live, you can call us at 516-666-9488. That number is on the screen. Um, I do not have it on the screen yet, but you can text Ron at 502-541-0103. My text is 502-262-9195. If you prefer, you can chat on. It's a new uh, service on this uh, site. If you want to chat directly, you can send me a message down at the bottom of the screen. There's a chat window down there. So before we get started, a few disclaimers. Number one is all opinions expressed on this show are the property of the individual. Expressing that opinion may or not be the opinion of National Fast Pitch Academy, Gap to Gap Radio, Holly Knight, Future Stars of Sports, and Ron Ray. And also, we are not doctors or medically trained individuals. And any opinion we have on the impact of COVID-19 or anybody else, any other health issues uh, related to the individual's health or the health of the society is that just an opinion and not intended for advice. So without anything else to say, we've got Ron here. How's it going, Ron? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited. <laughs> We're getting ready to start tomorrow, as you're, you're aware. And uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting out on the field and seeing some smiling faces. Yeah, yeah, and I think the weather, we're supposed to get a little rain today, which probably we could use, and uh, but I think it's going to be around 90 degrees and sunny and dry, so that's a good softball day. Yeah, from what I saw, most of the weekend looks clear. I think there's a chance yeah. Sunday evening, hopefully that's late and we're done, but uh, full weekend, 39 teams signed up at Lanesville, and uh, honestly, if I had four or five more fields, I would have filled that. I turned away probably 30 teams. Uh, people oh my were just scrambling to play. Oh my and, yeah. Uh, it, it's been unbelievable. And, and next weekend, the following weekend, June 26th, same way. I've got about 60 teams, and I've got teams on waiting list on that as well. But mm-hmm. uh, just don't have the parks with uh, Kentucky still being down. But right. You no, know, I'm excited. We're getting getting ready to start. Got some new news on. Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, in the World Series as well that we'll cover after a while. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, got college coaches coming in in the morning, running the little camp, and you're involved with that, of course. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to getting getting going. 
Yeah, registrations as of this morning, I was working on the uh, separating into teams, and it was uh, 71 uh, girls scheduled for the showcase in the morning so far. Fantastic. Yeah, no, um, a couple of them got, um, I think there's one girl that is like 12. <laughs> she registered for it. So I did talk to the mom. And so I think we got that taken care of. But, uh, but yeah, that looks, um, looks like it's going to be a full, full group, a good day and everything. So looking, uh, looking forward to it. That's awesome. I'm excited about it. Uh, got, got some good coaches coming in and yeah, seven schools. Seven schools coming in represented, nine coaches, uh, being that there's a head coach and an assistant for two schools. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it should be a good good weekend. We've got uh, Oakland City University, Spalding University, IUS, Lindsey Wilson, Columbia College out of South Carolina, Guilford College, North Carolina, and Northwest Wesleyan out of North Carolina all coming in. So, you know, it, it should be a good day. I think the kids will get uh, get some good work in and get seen. Four or five of these schools are going to hang out at least all day Saturday and watch games as well. So it's not just, you know, they're they're not just going to be seen during the camp. They're going to have the opportunity to be looked at while they're actually playing games. So I'm right. excited about it. It should be a good weekend. Yeah, and uh, Division One and Division Two schools are going through a dead period extended through the end of the month, so we they couldn't be there. Even if, um, some of them did want to, as you said, uh, Morehead yeah. State was wanting to be there. So, yes, yeah, at, so, at this yeah. time, unless they back that up, uh, they're they're dead until August one. So. Right. Uh, I'm, I, we we are planning something August the 30th, another showcase in in Nicholasville, and we've got uh, pretty much the same group of coaches plus Moorhead State and a couple others added to that one. So, mm-hmm. moving forward, we hope to do several of these. Uh, got one July the 25th, 26th in uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, as well. And uh, of course, we're still dealing with with that down there where we right. run the World Series. And, Mm-hmm. And I just got word uh, Monday. I actually had a couple things going on Monday. I had a high school coach from down in Tennessee that called me and uh, said, "Hey, just just to give you a heads up, we are starting to practice and things are loosening up a little bit," which made me think, "Well, that's the same same thing going on in Kentucky. We were able to start practice on Monday." So I've reached out to my guys down there, and they said, "You know, we haven't heard nothing. Governor hasn't announced anything." Later that evening, I get a text from another coach. It says, "Wing Deer is opening up at fifty percent." So again, I reached out to my guys, and they're like, "We don't know. You know, we haven't heard anything." Hmm. So I go back to that coach and said where where did you hear this and he said trust me i've got inside information but please don't use my name oh, and gosh. then the next day my guys called me and said yeah whoever it was was right they're opening at 50 percent, so we're at least moving forward and we've uh also worked out something you know last week i talked about we were concerned about doing the pizza party and being enclosed and all the people in there well, where we do our parade, which is Johnson City uh, Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals farm team, 
we do the parade on their minor league field. Well, we've talked to them. We're going to have like a, instead of a dance inside, we're going to have, I'll say more of a festival type atmosphere, but we're going to move the DJ, the pizza party to Cardinal Park and do it outdoors and uh, still be able to have it. So I'm excited about that. I think the teams will be excited yeah, about that. And uh, it, you know, it allows us to still do it and do it in, in a safer environment. So we are excited. And, uh, you know, we got some things moving in the right direction for the World Series. There's still a lot of question marks yet, but uh, it looks like more and more we're going to be able to play that. Fantastic. Yeah, I know that's a big uh... – I've been down there a few times, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great tournament and great uh, venues, and the, the town is uh, it's perfect and everything. It's really nice. It's, it's a great setting to run something yeah. like that. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- this is supposed to be our 10th year. Uh, we've, we've made that uh, kind of a home base for us. Uh, good relationship with the uh, county and the the people that we deal with. The parks are great, and uh, they're pretty excited when we come down. I mean, like you say, you've been there. You go into any restaurant, and they're full during that week, and uh, softball teams are everywhere, and it, it's just a fun week. And uh-huh. I would be very disappointed, as, as will a lot of kids and parents, if something happens that we don't get to play it. But right now, a lot of positive signs looking like that's going to happen. Yeah, good deal, good deal. Well, it looks like we have Mark uh, that's called in. He's been waiting patiently here. So uh, let's get Mark on here and see how things are going with him. Uh, things are going pretty good. Um, we are planning on playing next weekend, the 26th, the weekend of the 4th, and the weekend of the 12th, just trying to get teams registered and, and ready to play. So is the, the 4th, the weekend of the 4th, because so many people have been cooped up and a lot of things, have you experienced any uh, – like, are they wanting to go, are, are, is uh, like, an, I guess, attendance or signing up been thin, or is that still pretty busy? Well, because it's new, I mean, here in in West yeah. Virginia, um, yeah. it, it's still a little slow for me, but, I mean, we're hoping that it picks up and we can get rolling. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, Mark, yeah, it's, Mark, we need to ahead. get that more out on Facebook and start pushing that a little harder and, uh, I don't know if you you do those kind of posts, but you need to do that, and you need to you know get on me. As you know, I'm I've been very busy, and uh, I'll probably even say drop the ball a little bit on that one there. But uh, we need to get that out. I have had a few teams reach out to me showing interest. Nobody is really locked in there, but they are like, hey, what's going on with that, this and that. And I, I shared your number. I don't know if any of them reached out to you, but I have shared your number a few times. But, uh, you know, we we do have an opportunity there, and it is an opportunity for some of these teams to go where we know we can play. Uh, I You mentioned July the 4th, and I did advertise and put on Facebook that I'm going to – my plans is to move forward and play in Kentucky. That weekend in Nicholasville, we have about 30 teams. I'm to the point I'm I'm not taking teams any longer there. And uh, I, I intend to play. But uh, I also know right down the street is a public park that uh, 
someone was hoping to play baseball and the city has told them no, but it's a city park. So uh, I don't anticipate a problem with us, but, uh, you know, and, and I know of a lot of parks in, in Kentucky that's starting to play that, that weekend. I also know a lot of parks that have said no, but those are government-run facilities, and uh, we've got a private park, so I don't see any reason why we can't move forward, and, and we're planning on it. Yeah. it was Now, weren't we last week waiting to hear either last Thursday or Friday that Indiana was going to come up with some new guidance, or was there anything new last week or anything from Indiana? They did uh, let some things uh, relax, I, I would say would be the better word. They they relaxed a few things and, and made it to where uh, we were able to play. Uh, I feel very confident that we should not have a problem over here. A lot of places in Indiana played last weekend, and I got a lot of feedback uh, from different venues, from teams, from a couple of directors, uh, my Indiana guy, Troy Sanders, actually ran an event in uh, Terre Haute last weekend, and he said that, uh, you know, they were packed. Uh, everything went well. I got some feedback from a couple teams that went up there. Uh, you know, had a team from Lexington that plays in our stuff quite a bit, and they they went all the way to Terre Haute just so they could get to play. And, you know, that that's an example of what's going on because we've shut down Teams are still going to play. They're running to other states, and you know we're we're losing out on uh, tourism money, whatever, uh, you know, hotels, things of that nature. That's going going out of state that we we should be keeping here. And they went up to Terre Haute. My understanding, it went extremely well. Uh, Troy, uh, the feedback he got, and the, the feedback that I got from a few teams that went up, uh, everything was great and uh you know they practiced social distancing they cooperated they did things that was needed to be done and then i know of uh i've talked to a couple teams that played in some other organizations but up in indiana columbus and shelbyville indiana the different places like that and the feedback was the same you know the the park was full they they had a good time there was no issues uh you know you're they're the park directors are making suggestions and said most of them followed the suggestions. And the you know, only thing I heard was, uh, you know, they were supposed to do social distancing in the dugouts and most of the teams weren't as far as in the dugouts. And, you know, it, it's hard to keep those kids apart and, uh, you know, we're going to do our best, but uh, as I've stated in the past, we're, we're not going to go around and try to police everything. All we're going to do is make suggestions. And I've got banners that uh, I've had made, printed off that uh, states COVID-19 precautions and enter at your own risk. And then it's got, you know, four or five things that's suggested as far as uh, wearing masks is highly advised and uh, washing hands frequently, uh, bring your own chair, social distance and things of that nature, but things that people should know, hopefully they cooperate, but you know, my guys aren't going to go around and police that and, and, fight somebody over whether they're doing it or not doing it. Yeah, and I know we're this is a completely different venue for this conversation, but it's it is kind of um, you know, I think reasonable thinking people would say everybody's got a pretty good idea of what's going on in the world. 
they know what they need to do. And for uh, full-grown adults to be policed in this situation is, to me, not speaking for future stars of sports or Ron Ray, just speaking from uh, from Holly Knight's perspective, to have to tell an adult that you have to have social distancing and you know, is kind of crazy personally. I mean, they should know, but anyway, that's just me. <laughs> so, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I apologize. Yeah. I hesitated because I was yeah. reading the text, but, uh, Oh, that's fine. We're, you we're gotta, good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, um, We've got uh, the the showcase thing tomorrow. Then you've got tournament this weekend. Johnson City's looking good. Um, Kentucky, would you say uh, another one in India? Remind me then the next weekend. Where are you? And that next weekend we're back at Lanesville. We also have New Albany Little League. It's uh, it's normally a really huge tournament. Uh, I think last year we had ninety three teams. It's a seven game guarantee. It's my Northern Nationals. Uh, right now I'm sitting, I'm, I'm going to estimate about 60 teams without having that number in front of me uh, because I, you know, I can't take no more. Uh, we we right. would have used Meet Olin Park, uh, yeah. Meet Olin Park and uh, Beachmont uh, under normal circumstances. And both of those are in Kentucky. So we don't have those parks. So I'm cutting it off. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have also had run some baseball on that weekend. And uh, right now, uh, because the fast pitch is dominating my schedule, uh, I'm not doing baseball until July the fourth. And uh, but that, that that's what's going on next weekend is the uh, and it's a seven game guarantee. They start on Friday morning. Uh, I'm telling most teams to expect to get at least three games on Friday. Be prepared to play early. And uh, it, it'll be a seven-game format. Uh, this year, I'm basically just going to do a seven-game, uh, whatever they get, and then we'll seed it out and de- declare a champion based on that. Uh, in the past, what I normally do is four pool games seeded into a double elimination three-game set. And uh, under the circumstances, uh, I can't do that this year. But uh, they will get their seven games, and you know it'll be a little different format. But uh, they're going to get to play and and get a bunch of games, so it, it should be good. We're looking forward to it, and uh, you know it's another step forward. And uh, we've added dates at Lanesville, uh, several dates. And you know anybody needing that information can text me or go on the website and click on the. I think it's a link that now says added uh, dates outside of Kentucky, something of that nature. But it's easy to find. And uh, you know, and we're we're looking looking to start July the fourth in in Kentucky, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, the guidelines are much different here. But I, I think uh, I think we should be able to play and get around the guidelines. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it sounds like uh, I know that uh, Kentucky's been a little bit more strict than um, for sure than Indiana. Um, let me. There's a there's something I want to talk about a little bit on all of this, but uh, get past this. Mark, you got anything else going on that you want to add? No, I'm good. I'm just listening. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ron, you're on your website. Added dates outside of Kentucky is a little gray tab. Uh, it does take a minute to find it, but um, it is uh, for those that are looking for it. It's um, 
kind of under your COVID-19 statement, <clears throat> then you got 2020 baseball tournaments, 2020 fastball tournaments, and it says added dates outside of Kentucky there. So, <clears throat> so traditionally, I know that, Ron, you go all the way into almost, what, uh, Halloween in the fall, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, my my season-ending tournament for several years now has been a Halloween havoc where we, we try to make that a fun weekend. It's kind of a thank you for playing. Uh, we pass out candy. We ask parents and coaches to bring candy. Uh, the kids are allowed to play in costumes on, on Saturday. Now, when we get into bracket play on Sunday and stuff, they don't. Uh, you know, we, we need need numbers on the jerseys and that kind of stuff. But on Saturday, we're relaxed. Uh, we, we let them play in their costumes and make it a fun day. I've had uh, costume contests with the umpires where some of the umpires will dress up and umpire in a in some kind of a costume or something, and we usually give them some kind of a prize as well. But, yes, uh, October 24th, 25th, 30th, 31st, whatever the – Last weekend in October is usually that date, and that that's been a been a fun weekend. That uh, has been a pretty good draw, and we've done that for several years. So, yes, we will start playing now and play right through to the end of October. Yeah. So my thinking is because I know as a college coach, fall was a great time to get. Uh, we did um, a lot of work in the fall, and I know that school starts up in the fall and everything. I guess my it's it's I'm going to start with a question. It, have you is it typical over the last few years that when school starts and when it starts getting the fall that it's more much more difficult to have bigger tournaments? Is it because of the lack of time or is it lack of interest that you can tell? Well, quite honestly, fast pitch uh, stays pretty strong through the fall. Now, scheduling becomes difficult at times, and yeah. and the teams that know me know that I try to work very hard with them to get around schedules. Uh, if, if they will let me know that, hey, you know, I want to play, but I can't play between 10 and 2 because I've got six girls playing volleyball or something of that nature, I'm going to make it happen. And, and I, I do some crazy scheduling to get around things mm-hmm. like that. And, mm-hmm. and my feeling is if I don't, you know, we may not play yeah. because a, right. lot of, a lot of teams in the fall are into that. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. kids playing volleyball. They've got kids doing cross country. They've got kids cheerleading. I mean, it's a multiple uh, issues that come up. And, you know, it may be an academic team or some kind of a meet that they're involved in, uh, ROTC. I hear it all. And yeah. if, if the coach will let me know, you know, I, I just ask, you know, don't, don't tell me after the schedule goes out. If you let me know when you sign in or, you know, sign up for the event that, hey, I can't play before 2 o'clock or I need this, I need that, I try very hard and have no problem with doing that and working around schedules. And I do it, on you know, pretty much on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's what I've been wondering because there was a conversation. I don't know where it came from, but I don't know at what level. I think it was maybe the college level uh, where they were talking about flip-flopping sports, like f- bringing football, uh, moving it to the spring, and putting baseball into the fall. And I think that was a money thing because I'm sure these schools make a ton more money in football than they do in baseball. But um, fall is such a great weather and I know there's been conversations for years about moving our main sport into the fall. 
but uh, the scheduling com- com- conflict sounds like that's the biggest issue. It's not like the interest, but it's definitely the scheduling conflict. If yeah, there are I any. mean, and, and yeah. you know, your your travel, I'm sure, cuts down. You know, teams mm-hmm. uh, probably stay more local during that time of the year and travel less, which you know would make common sense. But uh, now when you, you mentioned uh, flip-flopping the football and stuff, is, is that a new conversation? I, I haven't heard that. Is that to get around COVID to possibly see as far as uh, <coughs> doing the football in the spring? And Yeah, I just heard from someone told me. I haven't seen it anywhere, but it was a conversation somebody brought up. It was just probably more of a brainstorm conversation of what yeah. about if we do that? And, uh, you know, we, for years, I mean, I think – Gosh, as long as I've been around uh, 30 years, I think every so often a conversation, especially during the fall, we get in this conversation about how great fall weather is compared to, June. you know, spring weather is either cold or wet or, or it's hard to get on the field. And then it gets summer, it's like 100 degrees. Uh, when it gets into the September, October, even up here, it's uh, pretty good weather. And Holly, I know you coached on the college level, so you may know this, but uh, down in, I believe, Georgia and maybe South Carolina, some of those areas, uh-huh. and Mark, you're you're out in another state, maybe you all do the same thing, but uh, there are some areas that they play their high school fast pitch in the fall instead of the spring. And mm-hmm. I know that, that has been suggested up in this area a time or two. I don't know that they ever would ever would do it but you know having said what you just said uh does you know kind of present an opportunity to flip-flop the sports under these circumstances because you know we can play baseball we can play fast pitch right now even the high school is allowing games as of 20 to uh, june the 29th as far as supposedly in your inside your own community but they're allowing Mm -hmm. us to play games so why couldn't we flip-flop and do that, uh, do the spring sports here in the fall that is less, you know, low contact mm-hmm. and move the football to the spring and flip-flop those seasons, if if not, you know, permanently, but maybe maybe this year just so they get to play. Because I'm very concerned. I have a, a high school junior that uh, plays football, and, uh, you know, we are concerned that they're not going to get to play. So, you know, uh-huh. you, you raise that up and it, you definitely have uh, brought something to the table here that I, I think <laughs> should be considered. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it would be fairly, uh, especially at the high school below levels, at the professional levels, college levels, because there's so much planning involved and so many people, it would be very, very difficult at this point. So, um, I don't know. I think. And again, I think football would be more. Football can be played in February, the end of, or let's say in March, and in, in, in our Ohio Valley, March fifteenth. It may be snow, it may be rain, it may be all kinds of things, and that's getting into the practice time and playing time for for uh, softball and baseball. That it's very difficult to play in the rain. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it. I think it could work. It, it's an idea mm-hmm. that uh, I, I wonder if uh, anybody at the you know Kentucky High School Athletic Association or anybody of, of that nature, Indiana or whoever, has even considered that. Yeah, yeah, and I, you, you know, might be uh, something. <laughs> 
Well, I know it's been a conversation for a long time, and I think the uh, the length of the schedule. I mean, I haven't looked at it personally, really, uh, like uh, at the high school level. What uh, opening weekend? What let's say you got March and April. Uh, if you go, I, you'd almost have to start before school, possibly, or something with practices and everything. But um, so I don't know. It just was a thought. But um, I think the um, for for the tournaments though you can't up your game, so to speak, in the fall because it's really controlled because there's so many other things going on. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. Mark, do you have yeah. any thoughts there? It's actually pretty interesting just to thinking about it, just listening to it. Um, I mean, for this year, it, I mean, it might be probably the best thing to do, honestly. You started well, you know, you started baseball in August. Yeah. I mean, you'd get baseball and softball over with, and and then you'd be football in the spring, and it actually would probably be pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think so too. And if you really think about it, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure Mark played football, I did as well. Uh, you know, you you have them August days, and you're doing two a days and stuff. Uh, I, I would much rather uh, practice in in March when it's. Uh, you might get some cold days, but uh, and, and it's baseball weather. You might do better in the fall anyway, as you mentioned, all the rain. And uh-huh. uh, you, you also know as well, you play some of them evening games in baseball in March. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. You, you better pack. You better pack your little heater. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, as, yeah. as a parent, you, uh, you better pack your little heater and a blanket because uh, uh-huh. you're allowed to freeze your butt off when when the sun goes down. Yeah. Well, I know like in college, you're playing games from, if you're from up here, you're playing games a lot of times in February. And it's, you're playing sometimes. I've been in some college games where it was 35, 40 degrees. I mean, it's been, um, and if you, yeah, it's, so it's uh, weather-wise, and even in, uh, you got less, probably less rain. The fields are going to be in better shape. Um, The, the, Spring for baseball, softball, college, high school, that ends up being, or if it's in the fall, that ends up being the end of your year. After you had all of the other stuff, you'd probably be at peak performance. So um, whereas a lot of times the first, what, three weeks, you're not even, you've been inside the whole time or on mud the whole time. You're not at your peak performance at the end of the year. So, and again, yeah, I, football, I think it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But if you probably to change it really pretty strongly, you'd have, we'd have to have this conversation in March or April or something. It'd be hard to change it at this point. Probably. I don't know. You're an AD. It, you can get it, it done. Would be, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's very, it would be very difficult to flip it right now, but I, I yeah. believe a lot of schools would be on board uh, you know, with what we're looking at, and and right. there's so many issues about the. Again, you can play low touch sports, uh, football and uh, soccer. I tell you what, we just got sent out not too long ago, and this is coming as a. You know, I'm assistant high school athletic director, so we get updates. And right now, they're not even allowing one. You know, one on one basketball drills. You can't be that close. Uh, wow. No contact wow. as far as football. 
uh, you know, you can't do seven on seven where you're actually guarding. It, it's no touch whatsoever. Huh. Uh, at one time, it was so ridiculous that uh, they were talking about having to stop the game and wipe the ball off after every, every exchange. Oh and, you know, you, you couldn't even hold a practice. I mean, I, I was huh. on some uh, video conference calls to where, you know, I'm listening. Uh, it was like the board of, you know, the, the main board for Kentucky Athletic Association. You know, uh, pretty much any of us could have tuned in and listened. We couldn't really participate. We were just able to watch it on uh, a YouTube type thing, but uh, some of the stuff they were first suggesting, I was like, there, "There's no way, you know. I mean, there's no way we can do this. I get it. I understand we're trying to be safe, but you know, a, a game that would last an hour and a half typically, it would turn into a four-hour game, and there would be uh-huh. no, you know, no flow whatsoever. And some uh-huh. of the things that some of the people were were suggesting uh, as soon as they opened their mouth, I'm sitting there like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, like, come on. <laughs> of course, I could yeah. hear, hear my comments. Yeah. And some of my comments probably weren't something that should have been uh, <laughs> heard anyway. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it, it, some of it was really crazy, and, and it really uh, was eye-opening because of uh, how they were viewing a lot of this stuff. I was like, Shoot, we're not we're not going to, get to play nothing with some of the attitude that was on the board, but obviously they're loosening up some. But uh, again, when you get into your high contact sports, we're a long way from getting you know getting that green light. Uh, I know June fifth, uh, July fifteenth is uh, probably our next major hurdle in high school sports to see where we go on the next step and what direction we're going but uh i'm not real optimistic to be honest i i don't i don't and and again this is just me speaking uh with a gut feeling i I don't have inside information although i'm on some of these calls i don't see us playing i'm going to say for example we we start like august the 15th and i don't have a calendar in front of me uh, our first real games. I don't see us playing at least our first couple games uh, under the no. circumstances. I, no. I think they no. at least move us back and and wait. Uh, I, I I really feel strongly that we're going to lose at least the first couple of games, and in football probably you don't make those up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's too that's bad. Just what is a gut it? feeling? Yeah, what's the NFL I was going to say that's that's really just a gut. Uh, NFL right now, I really don't know if they've said anything. You know, the uh, uh, NBA is uh, very close to doing something at Disney, from my understanding. And uh, the players are going to have to stay within their bubble, uh, apparently being housed on the Disney property. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to that complex, uh, uh-huh. even down there for the baseball or fast pitch. They've got like three gyms on that uh and, and they do like uh, some college uh, basketball tournaments during Christmas. I mean, it's yeah. it's a nice facility. I, and I think they're cows. talking about uh, that's one of them. That's one of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. they're they're talking about running a league, an NBA league, and the players have to stay within a bubble and apparently live on the property. And they're you know 
not able to get outside that bubble, but that's to as a protection and to be able to run this league. And I would uh, think, and I haven't read that much about it. I've just heard and picked up bits and pieces. I would think there's probably no no spectators. But, of course, uh, it would be a huge television draw. So, uh, financially, they would offset the cost there. But they're actually having to live within their own bubble and uh, can't get outside of that. And I don't know how they would monitor that. But uh, and as far as uh, having a social life outside of that, I don't know. You know, there, there are apparently some pretty strict guidelines that they're supposed to follow in order to make this happen. But they're, they're considering that. Uh, I think the major leagues are considering having a similar type deal. I know they were talking about Arizona and having like, you know, 45, 50 man rosters to where the 20 that's not on the actual roster are still working out with the team that way, because not having minor leagues at that time, you at least have somebody in case there's an injury that you can call up. Uh, That's kind of what I've gathered. Yeah, well, I think they're battling the uh, the uh, shorting shorter season and the players' union not wanting to do that yeah. because the players would take a cut in pay or something like that. Uh, instead right. of the eighty billion dollars, they get twenty billion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know, cry, cry me a river, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when, yeah. when I. I, when I was that age, I would have played for a hot dog and a coke and been tickled <laughs> to death. You know, it, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, a little don't understand. Yeah, yeah, don't understand. Well, we, I know we've got uh, George and Bernie on here, and we haven't heard from them. So let's see here if uh, Bernie's got anything to add to it. We'll check with him. Bernie, how's it going? Oh, I'm good here. I, I just want to know, uh, tell you, Ron, I would have just played just for the Coke, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would just be because I got thirsty. I didn't need a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ron's covered everything. Uh, I'm just uh, anxious and uh, to get going, as I said last week, and at the same time kind of hesitant, if you know what I mean, that unknown. Definitely. Yep, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, the um, – uh, a lot of us that are going to be working this thing are in the category, I'm not going to throw anybody's ages under the bus, but I think we're all kind of close to that age or past that age. And it's, um, you know, there's some concerns for sure. Uh, honey, I'm uh, no, no question. Yeah. <laughs> I that age, ain't I, Ron? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you might uh, be a few days over 39, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty, all right. pretty much all of my guys, uh, all, all of my guys are. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm the baby, I think, and I'm 62. So, uh, yeah, we're 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 all in that uh, that range. And uh, my wife's constantly on me about going out to Kroger's and stuff like that, saying, you know, you don't need to be out in that. You're you're old and you're fat. So, <laughs> okay, honey, you know. <laughs> Let's just put it a little bit more bluntly, okay? Exactly. But, uh, yeah, you know, there, there's concerns, and, uh, you know, we're going to do our best and our, our due diligence to, to try to keep it safe. And uh, since we're on that, you know, again, I, I've said this for weeks now, I, I'm begging and pleading for 
parents' cooperation, social distancing, bringing your own chairs, those kind of things. Uh, we are we've already got uh, most of the bleachers. Th- three three of the fields, the bleachers have been removed. Uh, on the other two fields, they were not. They were a different type of bleacher, and we we're going to block them off and not allow anybody to sit in the bleachers. Therefore, they're not sitting on top of each other. Plus, we don't have to worry about uh, touch. And, uh, you know, we're going to be cleaning the dugouts out and have materials, and we, we need cooperation with coaches to help us clean up after you leave that dugout so the next group comes in and is, and is uh, has a clean spot. And, you know, I'm having additional staff to be there, and we've got uh, spray and disinfectants and things to spray the area down and wipe it off before the next team comes in. We're going to do as much as we possibly can to keep it safe. And But, you know, um, my guys, uh, you know, I'm concerned with Bernie and George and all these old old people I run with that, uh, you know, we need to be safe as well. And we're, we're going to do our best. But I, I think they're, they're, they're also very excited about being back out too. And I, yeah. I will say this, Holly, going back to me being athletic director, we, we were able to start June 15th uh, doing some practicing with social distancing. But I was at our complex uh, the other day and we had uh, cross country. We had volleyball or not volleyball, cross country girls soccer and football at the same complex at uh, on the same day and oh, i walked the track i walked the track uh you know to kill time i was out there but you know i i walked uh, around the track a few times and i would stop and talk to coaches and to see the kids the smiles on their face uh, they you yeah. know they were back they were back amongst friends they were back mm-hmm getting to do things outside. They, I mean, the, the smiles and the joy that you saw, it was contagious. Uh, the parents that were there around the track watching, you know, waiting to pick their kids up, they were all talking and enjoying themselves. And, you know, many stopped and talked to me. And it, it was just, uh, it, it was infectious. I mean, to, to be back out there and feel the energy and I, I think that's what we're going to, going to see this weekend. It was an exciting time. And people are just ready to come out from under the cover. They want to get back, have some yeah. normalcy, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about it myself. Yeah, that's um, – I mean, I, I again, this is um, just my opinion, but I, I think on one side, staying healthy, and I think what we did was the right thing to do because we didn't want to – completely overtake the hospitals but at some point we've got to exist in this this stuff and um, I think uh, we've learned how to do some things but there's a lot of risks of doing nothing uh, physically emotionally all kinds of things so I think getting out and uh, a friend of mine has a theory that all the riots are people that just crazy because they've been inside all this time it's nothing to do with anything else but uh, (laughs) so that that um, may be that may be yeah yeah. Uh, so we haven't heard from George. Let's get George, and then we'll kind of start wrapping up here. George, how are you I'm doing? I'm just listening today. I'm just listening right. today. I'm fine. Sound like a so good show this, this weekend. Yeah. So you're 38 too, right? No, I'm 72. I'm proud of it. It doesn't <laughs> okay, bother good. me. 
Yeah. Nothing I but can you were, do about it. Nothing you can do about it. Well, yeah. What do they say? The alternative is worse. Right. Like, yeah. So, well, um, I think that's it. Mark, I'm going to have you say a few things. We'll get Ron, and then we'll close up for the day. How's that? Okay. Um, I just want to say again that uh, we just um, need to get some bodies. Just people start entering these tournaments. And uh, we'll get going to work. It'll be some fun times again. And hopefully everything will end up back to normal before we know it. Yep. That's for sure. And Holly, Mark is coming in from West Virginia to work this weekend with us. And uh, he'll be there tomorrow. So you'll you'll get Good. to meet Mark. Good. Well, we'll put him to work for sure. We got a bunch of bunch of girls coming in, so we're gonna to have to have everybody helping out. Looks like. Awesome. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Well, appreciate it, Ron. You got any closing statements, and we'll close for the day. Well, again, you know, just uh, need cooperation. Need people to bring their own chairs, bring as much hand sanitizer and things of that nature as possible. But, uh, you know, just be patient. We're going to, uh, you know, have a few changes. We're going to play as closely as possible. I mean, the game's not going to change, but I I am staying with uh, the umpire behind uh, the pitching rubber for this first week and maybe next as well. Most are are okay with that. I have had a few reach out to me and said, hey, we played in this tournament last weekend. They didn't do that. Are you still going to do it? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let my my guard down just because somebody else is. And uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to go that away. I also know some tournaments in, in Tennessee that have called with the uh, umpires behind the, the rubber and it, everything went fine. So uh, I don't anticipate that to be a big deal. Yes, it's a change, but I, I think the guys can call just as fairly out there as they can behind the plate. And I, I don't think that's a big issue. We've all done it in practice games and I, that, that's my intention, and if, if we get a lot of negative feedback, we'll consider it. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep my umpire safe and, and the catchers, so I think it's the best thing to do at this time. So, yep. But, uh, no, we're excited. Go go ahead. If uh, you're yeah, going to well, comment on that, go ahead. Yeah, well, the umpires, I'm, uh, I know when I've done it like in college when I was younger, I you know, you get behind uh, the pitcher – and you're calling back there, you're not wearing gear. Will the umpires be in umpire protective gear, or are they going to be like their base umpire? Or is that up to them? They'll be dressed like a base umpire. They they won't yeah. have uh, gear on and yeah. stuff uh, out there. Uh, and, and we'll still have a base umpire. You know, we're not going yeah. to, just because he's out there, have him call the whole whole field. I'm not doing right. that. But uh, right, right now, under the circumstances, I just think it's best not to have uh, the umpire – uh, hovering over the catcher, and uh, you know, uh, then then we've got to consider wearing masks. And I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. I'm not putting a, a mask on an umpire, and I'm not going to have a catcher wear a mask or a player wear a mask. So I, I just think right now, until we get a feel for what's going on, <clears throat> it's the best direction. Uh, you know, so, some won't like it, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, and you know, may, maybe next week I, I lose a team or two because of it, but I, I'm not uh, going to let my guard down just, uh, you know, to appease someone because they don't like that part of it. We're we're out there, we're playing, we're giving the kids an opportunity to play. I think it's fair for both teams. I, I just think it's the right thing to do. 
I may be wrong. I don't have all the answers, but uh, I just think that for now, under the circumstances, it, it's a way to go. It's a way to get us on the field, and I don't think it's that big of a deal either way. And again, it's it's fair for one team as it is the other. So I, you know, someone that wants to make that a big deal out of it, uh, you know, that, that's that's their opinion, and I I respect yeah. it. But at the same time, uh, you know. I, I would have to ask that respect my opinion as well. So yeah. uh, I, I look forward to it. I don't think we'll have any issues. Uh, again, you know, my experience Monday out walking around the complex where I'm AD at, seeing the faces and everybody just being happy to be out, I, I think teams will just be thrilled and enjoy the experience and enjoy being around their friends and teammates again. So I'm excited about it. Look forward to it. Look forward to uh you know, each and every week moving on. So we're starting to see good signs, and, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, again, parents, please bring your chairs, social distance, help us out as much as possible, and let's make this a great weekend. And Holly, feel I appreciate free to, you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to I was just yeah, going to say, say. I, I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> And appreciate this show, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to do this for, you know, a long time to come and uh, build this into something else. Uh, who knows? Maybe we we work for NBC one day. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, right. maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. ESPN, somebody. So, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, too, and the parents, you know, I think it's it's – I think you made a comment last week and we've all watched games from different parts of the field, take your chairs and over left field or behind uh, some other place kind of spread out a little bit would be a lot of times you can see, get a better view and enjoy the game and that type of thing. So. Well, that's, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I definitely have sat over, you know, the left field fence or whatever, again, having coached and uh, having uh, been around the actual teams and stuff, it's hard for me as a parent to sit around other parents. And Mm -hmm. uh, the reason, you know, I don't like to hear comments about the coach or if the little Susie makes an error and uh, somebody make, you know, make a comment, uh, you know, little Susie didn't miss the ball on purpose. You know, I I don't (laughs) like, I can not stand to be around parents and they, they be negative and, and say things. And uh, so when my wife and I go to a ball game, uh, we, we find ourselves sitting down the right field corner or left field corner or whatever for that purpose. Uh, I, I like to sit to where we can have a conversation and don't have to hear the negative uh somebody that knows more about the game than the coach or the umpire and nine times out of 10, they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Or you've got right. a grandfather right. up there that's uh, running his mouth and, and all the moms think he's know what he's talking about. So the next thing you know, they're screaming and hollering at somebody and nine times out of 10, the guy that's running his mouth is clueless. Mm-hmm. I, I just find myself mm-hmm. watching from out over the outfield fence quite often and, and enjoy it myself. So, you know, you, you spread out, enjoy the weekend, and uh, let's just have fun. Exactly. Exactly. Good to finish on that. So thank you, everybody, for being here. And we'll see you all around uh, this weekend, hopefully. Um, and Sounds I've great. I'll see some... you in the morning. Yep, I'll see you then. 
So I've told some of the parents, if you're listening, come and say hi to me. Ron will be there if you want to. i uh, got any questions or anything like that. Hope to see you. Uh, remember, this is every Thursday at noon. <clears throat> hopefully we continue uh, to do this and hopefully no more technical problems. But uh, feel free to join us at noon. You can listen to it uh, afterwards, like recorded version, archived version. You can listen to it on this site. You can go to iTunes and search for Gap to Gap Radio, and uh, you can listen to it iTunes. You can listen to it on your phone. You can listen to it on your computer. You can listen to it if you connect your uh, on in your car as you're driving. It's definitely a great show to listen to while you're driving. So, and then Mondays at noon, I will usually have someone interviewing. Um, this past week, we had the Georgetown College head coach, um, Thomas Thornton. He was my guest. And this coming Monday at noon, it's going to be Travis Unruh. He is the, uh, I, I don't know his official title, the owner, the founder of Fusion Elite, which is a travel team organization in uh, in Indiana, just uh, in this area, uh, in the Kentuckian area. So, uh, join us next week at 12, and then we'll be back here looking forward to the show next week here at Thursday because we'll be talking about how the weekend went and uh, get all kinds of good stuff talking about there. So join us again at 12 o'clock and, um, each Thursday and Monday, and you can find more information on National Fast Pitch Academy or um, Fast, uh, excuse me, uh, Future Stars of Sports. So thank you, and everybody have a great day. Thank you, Holly. Have a good day. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.